Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are live. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. Lots of exciting stuff to talk about. And by exciting, she means not so exciting. She means <laughs> she means dark, scary, yeah. carnivorous, what is it called? The it's carnivorous? not the carnivorous virus. It's, it's not the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Okay. Although I appreciate the drama that you're bringing into this with yeah. carnivorous. Yes. Now that would be a virus to worry about, Does right? Does that mean it makes you eat things? Eat- I don't know. Or it's eating you. I don't know. I don't know. See? That's the the uncertainty. So they missed the opportunity (laughs) to come up with a really great name. I know. Instead, they named it after a beer that causes people to have, you know, visualize relaxing on the beach. I know. It's very confusing. Carnivorous virus would have been much better. But, all right, guys. (laughs) So Julie and I um, just got back from a series of long plane flights, and we were listening to things, reading things, consuming as much information about this as possible. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about how this is going to affect you because what's seemingly happening is people are sort of falling into one of two camps. They're essentially believing it's all politicized garbage and they're not really taking any of it seriously. And they're trying to make it into a political thing, which is ridiculous. And the second camp of people are essentially just, uh, freaking out and going completely above board or, you know, beyond normal reactions. And, um, you know, we actually coach Rochelle, um, has a f- very close friend who's an ER doc, and he said that people are showing up in the emergency room crying because they're so scared they have um, the coronavirus. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And and look, what we're going to be doing is we're going to give you some facts, but what I want you all to focus on um, is we're not the World Health Organization. You know, we're not going to be talking about the disease in, in terms of, uh, you know, the health stuff. What we're going to focus you guys in on how to keep your head level during this coronavirus outbreak and essentially where to seek opportunity. But mostly what we want you to understand um, is now what we think will be a true um, negative ramifications from this that go well beyond the health problems. So let me tell you, first of all, where this is at in terms of where essentially how people are reacting, why they're reacting. And the reason that reacting and they're going to continue to overreact is because there's not enough information out about the coronavirus. Julie and I read that some doctors are believing that it's there's one of there's two strains of it that are people are sort of passing around one is mild and one is not so mild but they don't know and there's different sort of uh differing opinions on essentially where it it, it might land in terms of is it going to grow into something else is it, i mean so people really are reacting out of the uncertainty and just to put this in perspective julie and i gathered some headlines which julie's about to read so go ahead Yes. So some of these more interesting than others, I'll try to stick to uh, the best of it. Uh, Yes, of course, we all know from the reporting that global cases are now near 115,000. So they're going up every day. Of course, the death rate goes up with that as well. But here's the thing to remember in the U.S., which by and large, most of you listening are in the U.S., 
The cases are about 755 and the deaths are about 26. So be careful what you're listening to, whether you're listening to the global numbers or your actual local reality. So that's one point. Then we have things like, um, I, I put this all into the category of what else is being affected. So there's two things going on with this. One is the actual virus itself and the health threat. The other is Okay, what is that causing economically? What are the different segments that are being uh, affected? So for example, Sony Pictures is pushing a movie release back to August. We heard last week, this is much more uh, affecting me because I'm a big Bond fan, the release date of the latest Bond film, which I was super looking forward to last week, is now into November. So that's extra torture. Okay, so then we have things like Greece shutting schools. Universities are halting the coronavirus spread. There's more than 40 universities who have now said, stay home from your face-to-face classes. Um, Italy, who last week shut down northern Italy, as of today, the entire country is on lockdown. So we have that going on. So if you have a trip planned to Italy, maybe you don't anymore. Also, Israel said today that if you get off the plane, you're going straight to quarantine. So that's another one to look into. If you have other trips planned, get trip insurance. Just be smart about this. Now, what about the stock market? The Dow today, uh, or yesterday, let's see, wiped out a 945-point rally briefly turned negative on fears of economic impact of coronavirus. So now here we are today, it's rising and we're climbing back 157 points higher, which is almost 1%. And then we have um, basically, you know, I can go on from there with the headlines, but that's the most interesting stuff, I think. I mean, Ohio State University told all their students to stay home until April. Harvard and Yale basically said, just take online classes. And so there's all these changes that are happening um, in South by Southwest. Those of you in Austin, where Julie and I used to live, it's been canceled. National Association of Realtors has essentially canceled their convention. It's going, the, the ball, the snowball of sort of cancellations is going to accumulate. The travel industry is going to get decimated. Um, airlines, airlines, ships. right. They're, they're running, um, the weird Julie and I were, while we were traveling, we're, we always talk to people and we're hearing across the board from business owners and from people that work in the airlines that everyone is seeing a drop off in business already. Now, why does that matter? Why is it relevant? Because you have essentially this coronavirus that's happening at the same time that we have arguably one of the best economies of our adult lives in terms of employment, in terms of opportunities, in terms of you know, all those types of good indicators. We have an unbelievable economy right now where and interest rates are, are still falling. So what the, the Fed has done and where we're going to go around, what we're circling towards is basically what you guys should be doing in preparation for a significant economic slowdown. Because unfortunately, there's a very good probability that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, actually, I'll kind of cut, cut to the punchline and we'll, we'll backfill it with some facts so you guys can uh, better prepare yourselves. But really what's going to happen is, is even in the face of essentially this unbelievably strong economy, the uncertainty that's caused by people not knowing what this coronavirus thing really is and not knowing how to essentially defeat it or not really all the uncertainty. People hate uncertainty. People love stasis. They love when things are the same. They love predictability. They love, you know, all that. And as soon as you take that away, even a tiny fraction of it, they freak the heck out, and that's what's happening globally, not just in the United States. It's happening in governments. It's happening in businesses. So what we are predicting, and I think and all of you guys should be expecting the same thing to happen, is that you're going to see a significant slowdown in the second half of this year. 
Now, I'm not, Julie and I are not being political. Yes, I know there's an election in November, and some of you might be wondering what our motivations are. And it's our motivations are one and one thing only, is to protect you guys to be of service to you. Because we want you to be you know, financially prudent, at the same time opportunistic, because this is one of those, this reminds me very clearly of what happened in 07. In 07, it was a financial thing. This sort of caused a whole bunch of dominoes to start falling. This is not a financial thing. The only thing you really have pushing back against the negative news about the coronavirus is the fact that the U.S. economy is really good. But the problem globally are the other countries in Europe, China, they're not, they're, their economies are not really good. Their economies are suffering what in various stages of recession already. So what this coronavirus is going to do is it's going to most likely cause a global recession. That's what Julie and I are predicting after consuming what about, you know, mm-hmm. hours and hours, 28 hours worth of material while we <laughs> yes. were flying around. Believe me, I was just talking to some coaching clients about this. The last thing that we want to deal with. And so I'm sure there's some skeptics. Oh, Tim and Julie are just talking about that because they have a short sale program. No, we don't really like coaching that much during a recession, although we are absolutely here for you guys. We wanted to make very certain before we use that word on this podcast that there was enough evidence that that was the case. Okay, so here's a couple of facts that are true at the same time. Number one, markets hate uncertainty. That's what we're talking about right now, the reaction to the coronavirus. Now, second point, people, so markets hate uncertainty. People love certainty, predictability, and safety. So you put those two things in the same bucket and mix them up, you get a potential, likely a global recession. It's virtually inevitable. We did enough research. We are absolutely certain of this. How deep, how long? Here's the thing. What Tim was just talking about this, right? This is not a systemic problem like the subprime mortgage crisis was. That went far and wide, had its tentacles and everything. There was mortgage fraud. The appraisals were virtually irrelevant. People were over-invested. There were so many problems with that, okay? That was a systemic issue that we're still, in many markets, working through that. Just, you know, read the banking news, right? This is not that. We could wake up tomorrow, somebody figures out a, a vaccine, a cure, we're done. Probably markets would rally like crazy. So you have to keep that in mind. Now, point number four, okay, is through the correction, which is what we're going through, opportunity will arise. This is what we want you to focus on. What kind of opportunity? We'll think about stocks, health stocks, online education. Look what the colleges are doing. Stay home and take all your courses online. Uh, Health stocks uh, like diagnostics and lab tests. New construction. I, I watched a report yesterday. New construction had fallen along with the big correction a couple of days ago, okay? So they, the reporter said there's absolutely no reason for that. Good Here, time to buy it. Back so, to you. So when she says global recession, let's put this in perspective. Just because the rest of the planet, in essence, will be in a form of recession doesn't necessarily mean the U.S. will be in a recession. Matter of fact, it could just be the opposite. The U.S. might be, again, the safe haven country, and you might see people rushing to the U.S., buying U.S. stocks, all kinds of things. So we don't know. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. But here's what is going to happen. And this is the reason Julie and I are telling you what we're telling you is because there is no way that um, the global economy isn't going to pay the price for all the things uh, that are happening right now in the months ahead. 
So that's the reason we're predicting the second half of the year, you're going to be hearing a lot of negative economic news because there's so just think about this from a very practical and tactical perspective, guys. So if you're a small brokerage, which some of you are, and you are running a business that has less than 3% net margin, which pretty much all of you are. In other words, you're basically hand to mouth. You're still selling real estate. You know, you're essentially hoping and praying that you've got enough money coming in the next 60 days to keep the lights on, right? I mean, if we're being honest here, this is the state of most of your businesses. Well, guess what? When slow, when uh, closing slow down, um, what you're going to see, and, and Julie's going to talk about this, is you're going to see the mortgage brokers, even with lower interest rates, they're going to start getting nervous. People are going to start getting nervous about their jobs. You're going to see uh, buyers worried about catching a falling knife if there's a belief that prices are going to fall. These are all the types of things that basically start to happen when people continue to react emotionally like they are. And that is what is going to happen. It's inevitable because... As Julie said, during the last crash, basically what happened was you had the mortgage thing that kind of triggered all the rest of it. But here's an interesting question. I've asked a million people this question and no one's had an answer. I think I know the answer, but I'll run it by you guys. Why did, back in 07, what caused people to really, in, in mass, stop paying their mortgages? Have you ever thought about that, listeners? So back in 07, there was a mortgage company in Southern California called New Century. I believe it was the first one or one of the first ones to fail, just go out of business. And that sort of it, that was one of the first noticeable dominoes to fall. But remember, New Century failed because people were not making their mortgage payment to New Century. So what caused that to happen? Why is it that so many people, let's say primarily in Southern California, just sort of all got together and said, you know what, I'm not going to make my payment anymore. Nobody knows. And the, the best sort of psychology behind it, because that's what it was. It wasn't economic reasons why, but the psychology behind it was people just stopped making the payment because they believed that the, ask, the house was no longer going up in value. And because it was no longer going up in value, they just said, well, what the heck? I'll just go rent or I'm going to stop making the payment. That's it. That's the best explanation that everyone, anyone's ever been able to give me. Because even back then, guys, people had jobs. You know, it was super easy to get a mortgage. Interest rates weren't that much higher than they are now. So socio, you know, I'm sorry, economically, there was no particular reason why things went crash all those years back then. But basically, it was essentially that houses, too many houses ended up in the hands of too many people that couldn't make the payment. And, you know, some people will say, well, it's because all the mortgages were adjusting and people couldn't afford the adjusted payment. Well, historically, the adjusted payments didn't kick in until essentially 08. That's when the bulk of the adjustable mortgages in 09, that's when they started actually coming due and readjusting, resetting. So look, it's psychology. That's what we're trying to tell you. So the psychological ramifications of what we're experiencing now are going to be very, they're going to be felt by everybody and they're going to be felt by everyone potentially for months, but most likely for years. So you've got to remember and you've got to keep your head level as you're thinking about, well, Tim, this doesn't pertain to me. I don't live in Austin. I don't care by South by South by Southwest. Well, look, I don't know how many people go to South by Southwest as an example. It's probably, I bet you it's a million people. Well, there's a lot of businesses that we're going to make money from that event. And you'd be surprised how many of them actually were going to uh, do end up essentially spending their money with you. You don't know. You just don't. All these things, our economy is so uh, intermingled with other things. Nothing is basically an island that's it's by itself. And I think about our business, too. I mean, look, we're telling you things that will probably result in you guys feeling less optimistic. When you feel less optimistic, you're going to buy, most likely, you're going to be very careful on who you trust for your coaching and training, right? That's what's going to happen. We saw this happen back in 07. So us telling you this is actually not in our best interest from an 
at an, a money-making perspective. It's not. And that's the reason, by the way, you're not going to hear any of our competitors telling you any of this. None of them. Your broker's not going to tell you. Your office manager's not going to tell you. Your coach is not going to tell you. You're not going to hear a single soul in the industry telling you this because they themselves can't handle the emotional uncertainty of changing economic times. And so if they can't handle it, they don't know how to explain it. Well, the, what they're really fearful of is how you're going to react if you knew the truth. In other words, brokers who are operating on marginal profits, you guys need to seriously think about whether or not you actually have the financial fortitude or the emotional fortitude for that matter to weather this storm because it's real and it's here. Look, we did our best over the past two weeks. Julie and I really worked hard just to believe this was going to be a blip on the radar. But when you see this many businesses and you see this many ripples, you there's no way that we're not all going to essentially feel the ramifications of a financial reset. Does it trigger a recession in the United States? I don't know. We're going to continue to research that. You know, a recession I think is two or three quarters of negative economic growth and we're not experiencing anything nope. near that. Will it trigger a global recession? Absolutely. It abs absolutely positively will. Um, where Julie and I were just traveling, we were running into Europeans. Um, we were, I sat next to a, a gal um, uh, who was from Germany and, we were, and she was flying back to Berlin. And we were talking about the things that she's seeing in Europe already, how basically, essentially the whole European economy is slowly coming to a stall. That will essentially affect the rest of the world. It's not just because you're going to have a harder time buying an iPhone, guys. It's because like, for example, in Austin, Texas, the iPhone chips are made in Austin, Texas. Did any of you guys know that? Probably not. So they're actually the chip manufacturer in Austin, Texas, as an example. If they're not going to be selling as many iPhones, that chip manufacturer is not going to be making as much money. And that means those employees might end up getting laid off or they're certainly not going to get raises. But what's really going to happen is those uh, folks that work at the chip manufacturer in Austin, Texas that are making chips for iPhones, they're not going to feel optimistic and they're going to feel nervous about their jobs and they just might decide not to spend as much money. That's how all this happens. That's what all this emotion leads to are essentially the consternation and the stalling out and people essentially decide to delay purchasing. And once this is a consumer you know, led economy and once people stop spending money, then that is <laughs> essentially that definitely stalls out uh, everything. You know, it just the again, I want you to be very clear. Um, this is going to happen. It is happening. We're already in it where there's no plan B. There's no, well, what if it's not, you know, Julie said the best case scenario is if they uh, discover a cure for the virus and then they can essentially start having people be calmer. That is true. But still, th there's going to be a global financial reset that you're going to start hearing people talk about in earnest, definitely taking place in the second half this year because of all the slowdowns that have already taken place. Um, now, again, why are we telling you this? Because we're not giving you the worst case scenario. We're going to touch on that a little bit probably tomorrow. But our personal mantra is, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, right? I mean, I was a Boy Scout. That's where that comes that from. That was, by the way, point number five. Oh, was it point number five? <laughs> yes. Are we you, but here's the thing. You must plan for the worst and hope for the best. This is no longer just a saying, guys. This requires your immediate action. You will feel, some of our coaching clients are already feeling this, and it, it's coming out, you know, kind of like a case-by-case -case scenario, right? So maybe one person is really freaking out because their job is tied to the airline industry or the cruise industry or hospitality or something like that. But your next client is really happy that they're able to buy stocks low for their long-term investment plan. 
These are two very different cases. So you're going to have to know your clients a little bit more in depth. You're going to have to know what's the skinny on somebody who is in contract on one of your listings, for example. So you've got to hope for the best, but plan for the worst. You will be having to deal with some of this. Now, on the other side of this, Tim, I'm going to be interested to see, since this go around, most people, you know, economists and people who are in charge of different businesses and governments are fairly familiar with the last recession. I, I was interested to see, for example, mortgage payments are going to be suspended across Italy after the outbreak. How much proactive action will be taken to try and lessen the recession? So we'll have to see. But again, we go back to plan for the worst, hope for the best. So well, let's talk about that. Go ahead. Uh, so I read this morning that uh, the Trump administration is considering, did you read this, Julie? Mm-hmm. They're considering a payroll tax cut. Yeah. Okay. They're going to cut interest rates. Interest rates already went down a half point. Do you all realize, there's the Texas coming out of me. Y'all. Do you all realize <laughs> that there hasn't been a interest rate uh, uh, cut like that since, guess when? Guess when? 2008. Right. Right. And they're already saying Trump is pushing for zero interest rates or ZERP. And that, in essence, means that interest rates are going to go down again. So like I was talking with another group of agents this morning, and the reality of it is, is this might be the best time to borrow money for the sake of a long term 30 year fixed rate mortgage of our lifetimes. Um, Because if other prognosticators about the economy are right, what's going to follow this massive cash infusion, which is essentially what lower interest rates is going to cause, you're going to see inflation. And am I covering another one of your points? No, you're good. Okay. So you what's going to happen? Something. Yeah. So what's going to happen with inflation? No, we'll get back. So what's going to happen with inflation is if you have a really low mortgage, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage in the threes, for example, and um, uh, inflation is causing that asset, that house to inflate or increase in cost every year by more than what you're paying in the mortgage, guess what? You're basically living for free. That's kind of badass. So you got to be looking at these things from both perspectives. But none of this matters if you're carrying, and Julie's going to get to these points, but nothing matters if you're carrying too much overhead and too much cost. Yeah. So you were reminding me something too. I was just talking to one of our uh, Harris certified coaches who has been kind of in this space in different iterations. And he, he, he was talking about, you know, what do you always hear investment wise, right? You're supposed to buy low and sell high, but when things like this are in the news, what do people actually do? They sell low and end up paying too much later, right? So you have to watch your action when you're in freakout mode, right? So what does actually planning for the worst and hoping for the best? We've got a whole list of action plans, but one of the things that I wrote down, Tim, was to prepare to take all of your presentations virtual. PLP, that's your pre-listing package, your buyer presentation, your listing presentation. We've talked to you guys podcast after podcast about getting good at bombbomb.com videos. Um, Marco Polo is a great app to talk to your people. Be prepared to go virtual even more than you probably are. Be prepared to actually do a listing presentation to handle objections to close. You guys already do all of your paperwork virtually. You might as well take the whole thing online. Be ready to do that, okay? Um, point number seven was, and I think this this is where it comes down to day-to-day life for these guys. And, and we'll probably be talking about this stuff the rest of the week. So, exp- and then I've got to get to Premier Coaching where I'm sure I'll get questions there on this too. Expect and manage the uncertainty, the nerves, the skittishness of your buyers, your sellers, your leads, and yourself, okay? So their stock portfolios might be in flux. They might not be. Their jobs might be downsized or not. Their retirement plans might have just massively changed. 
down payment money, where's it coming from? So you've got to be really tuned in at a much higher level and not just let deals kind of close themselves. Okay, this does not mean that deals are going to stop happening. You're going to have a whole bunch of people saying, what do you mean super low interest rates and prices have adjusted and there's more inventory? It's time to buy. It's time to look for that opportunity. You know, Tim, I was noticing, I think you were plugged in for some of the flight, but <laughs> last night, um, the the whole front of the plane, you know what everybody was talking about? Hmm. Opportunity. Yeah, they of course. Were, they were just ecstatic. Like, what are you buying? Yeah. What are you watching? Right. What stocks are you watching? And I thought that that, that was really interesting and perhaps a different flavor of well, this Well, let's recession. tell them where we were. Let's yeah. tell them where we were. Go ahead. So we went to Amelia Island for my birthday. I'm officially uh, 40 plus 10 now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And um, we went to a classic car auction, not American hot rods, but mostly Ferraris and Bugattis and Porsches. And these are old cars, like, you know. Classic stuff. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, so long story short, we are we Julie and I love classic cars, and that's one of our hobbies. And PZ, which means pre Zoe, we used to go to things these types of things all over uh, the planet. Really, we go to Europe. We you know we've been all over, just everywhere. It's fun. It's we have a lot of friends that are in the car hobby. But here's what's relevant: is people were actually oh Julie, you're headed off to PC. Yes, you got okay. It. Yep. Well, have a great call. Listen, if you guys are in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend Julie's uh, daily. Premier Coaching Session Live. Oh, and here's a fun update, though Julie's not really looking forward to this because she's going to have to make sure she looks really great every day. <laughs> I should have to do it. She's moving over to doing... <laughs> she's moving over to doing Premier Coaching Live on our Facebook page. So our Facebook private members page, we're going to start doing Premier Coaching as a live session where you guys can ask questions and you know you can see Coach Julie and vice versa. So that's taking place hopefully next week. So there's an upgrade for all of you. It doesn't cost anything. And we're also adding, because frankly, we're anticipating that a lot of you guys are going to need extra help. We're adding an extra daily uh, semi-private coaching call with your coach. Every single one of you are going to be entitled, if you're in Premier Coaching, are going to be entitled to this. So you're going to have the op. You can attend both or you can just listen to it and replay. It's up to you. There's going to be an audio only version that you can attend if you're in Premier Coaching. And then there's going to be the um, the members page, Facebook uh, Premier Coaching. And again, we're doing this in anticipation that a lot of you guys are going to need extra help during this transition. So we decided that on our flight back. But here's what I just, here's what I detected. It's on when we were at this auction. And when you're at this auction, you're looking at people like there, it was not, I bet you the average car price there was 750 grand. There were cars there that were, there was one there that was, uh, that had sold for 33 million. Okay. You getting what I'm saying here, folks, the private jets were just everywhere flying over. There were like, you know, mosquitoes in Texas. There were so many that were flying over constantly. So this is a very, uh, you know, rich person, dense type hobby. And, um, we like to talk to people because the thing is, if you have like an interest, it could be horses, it could be cars, it could be pets, it could be whatever it is. It, it just breaks through all the socioeconomic, um, you know, you can talk to anybody about something that you have a shared interest with, no matter whether you're a, you know, a billionaire, or whether you're just a normal person. And there were quite a few billionaires there. So they were buying cars like crazy. It's the punchline. They were buying cars at usually like when you're in an auction, they'll give you a range, you know. So if the car has a value of say 300, they might say, for example, it should sell for say 290. It's like value range pricing, basically 290 to maybe like 375. Most of all the cars that were selling, which was almost all the cars were selling, were selling on the low end of the range. Now, why does that matter? 
because back in 07, again, Julie and I have been doing this hobby for a long time, they weren't buying. And when we went to the auction specifically in Monterey, they it was like crickets. I mean, there was a zillion people there, but the cars were not selling. And that not and here, here just to put this in perspective, when you buy a car at one of these high-end auctions, as a buyer, you pay 12% commission and a seller pays 10% commission. So the auction house makes 22% on every car sale. Well, they didn't lower the commissions either. People were, you know, buyers were buying these cars for what really could arguably be said above retail and then willingly pay the uh, 12% buyer's commission and whatever their applicable sales tax was on top of that. Again, why does it matter? Because if you are a master of the universe, right, and you have your own private jet, chances are you are a business owner. Chances are you own many businesses. Chances are you have a perspective and you can see further down the road than normal people can. Because again, you know other people that also have businesses that are also sharing information about what they're experiencing, slowdowns and whatnot. And we sensed and saw none of that. Why does this matter? And does this conflict with what we just told you? It doesn't. What it tells you is, is that during times of economic change like this, the strong hands get stronger. And we're going to be talking to you guys about how you can position yourselves over the next six to 12 months to really take advantage of the buying opportunities that are going to be coming your way. The easy button is going to be looking into, you know, what we're going to talk about with you a little bit tomorrow is fully funding your retirement accounts and, you know, different types of things you should be looking at. Vanguard index funds, there's your there's your tip and things like that. And so when you're looking and thinking about opportunities that are in the marketplace and you're seeing all the dire economic news start to pour out, which we predict will start happening around June, you're not going to feel so freaked out because you're going to have a plan. And that's ultimately the mission that we have for this podcast and the series that we're going to be doing probably for the whole week. So again, truthfully, we wanted to avoid this topic because we don't like delivering bad news or things that make people scared. But at the same time, we have to tell you guys what we think is the truth. Are we going to be 100% accurate with our predictions? Absolutely not. Is there a chance that some of the things we say are going to be completely wrong? Yeah, probably. But it does not matter because at the end of the day, if you're over-prepared for whatever is going to take place in the economy as a result of this coronavirus, if you're over-prepared, then where's the downside, right? You're not going to suffer, not going to suffer at the same extent. So take these things seriously. Julie's going to give you a very drilled down specific list of the things you need to be taking action on now tomorrow. Um, and so take notes. And look, if you have an ounce of morality about you, make sure you're sharing this information with other people you know. Not just real estate folks, but if you're a broker or if you're a team leader or whatever you call yourself, you have a moral obligation to help prepare those people for what's inevitably going to be a slowdown. Don't look for reasons why we might be wrong. I just told you we might be wrong. Don't look for reasons to be skeptics or wondering what our motivation is. I just told you, everything Julie and I just told you is the truth. Look for reasons and look for ways you can protect yourself in case we're right. And if we are wrong, then what's the downside to you? You're basically going to have essentially be in a better financial position um, than you would have otherwise been. So we can all hope for the best. They discover a cure for the coronavirus today and essentially markets go back to normal and people calm down. But there's still going to be, depending on where you are in the world, there's still going to be recessions. There's still going to be slowdowns. So the horse has left the, the barn and the reality of it is, is that we are now entering into a new economic um, you know, a new economic time. So be prepared. If you guys need us for anything, I want you to remember, you can always reach out to us. The easiest way to do it uh, is obviously just to, uh, you can text me 
at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. We're getting a lot of requests to be on other people's podcasts, and that's always something we're interested in doing. If you want to bring us on and talk about this topic, we're more than willing to. Uh, again, it's we're going to talk about this in earnest probably for the next week or so, and then we're going to have essentially feel that we have uh, lived up to our moral obligation preparing all of our listeners. Listen, guys, this is the number one daily listened to podcast for real estate agents probably in the world. I can't know for sure, but it certainly is in the United States. We've had seven, like 7.5 million, um, you know, listens in the past recording period. So look, I really sincerely appreciate that. That means the world to us. Please allow us to help other people. So if you don't mind, please do share this podcast with as many other agents as you can. Uh, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, do whatever you can to help us help the people that you care about so that people don't need to needlessly suffer in what's going to be a changing economic time. So if you need me for anything, text me at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.